This episode of Stick Like Blue Radio is brought to you by Jim Palmer's Create Your Dream Business Now Academy, a one-of-a-kind business growth event where Jim will personally teach you how to market and grow your own dream business. You'll learn some of the best marketing and business building advice, all in a pitch-free zone. Jim will reveal step-by-step how to create a million-dollar platform, and you'll learn how to generate a ton of content with ease and how to attract a steady stream of new customers. At Dream Business Academy, you'll network with other successful entrepreneurs and also learn from rock star entrepreneur and Jim's personal mindset coach, Melanie Benson-Strick. This not-to-be-missed event is May the 4th through the 6th in beautiful San Diego, California, and will quite literally transform your business. Do not miss it. Get all the details and register today at www.dreambizacademy.com. That's dreambizacademy.com. This is John Taffer from Bar Rescue, and you're listening to Stick Like Glue Radio. Welcome to Jim Palmer's Stick Like Glue Radio, the only podcast dedicated to helping you create an everlasting bond with your customers so they stay longer, spend more, and refer more. Jim Palmer is a marketing and business building expert, author, speaker, and an in-demand coach. He's the founder of the Dream Business Academy and Dream Business Coaching and Mastermind Program. Jim is the host of Newsletter Guru TV, the hit weekly web TV show based on Jim's smart marketing and business building advice. Check it out at www.newsletterguru.tv. And now, please welcome the host of Stick Like Glue Radio, Jim Palmer. Well, hello there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Stick Like Glue Radio. This is the only podcast dedicated to helping you create an everlasting bond with your customers so they stay longer, spend more, and refer more. Those are great things in anybody's business. I am your host, Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. I am, as always, committed to helping you build a more profitable business faster. I am actually um, giddy with excitement. I don't often use the word giddy to describe myself, but I have a really special guest this week. He's a good friend of mine, just a, an amazing success story. His name is Mike Agliero. Let me tell you a little bit about Mike, and we'll bring him right on. Mike Agliero has been taking action since becoming a martial arts aficionado in his teens, learning and fine-tuning the discipline and mental focus he needed to excel in a very mentally and physically challenging sport. And today, he continues continues to perfect the skills while teaching karate, weaponry, jiu-jitsu, and meditation, coaching people to develop their minds, bodies, and spirits. This training has helped Mike remain incredibly disciplined in his life as well as his business ventures. Let me tell you a little bit about the business. For more than two decades, Mike, as the co-owner of New Jersey's largest and respected home services company called Gold Medal Service. Mike has played a key role in building gold medal success. In the last 10 years, Mike's business growing acumen took the company from a business making less than a million dollars a year to making more than $28 million a year, which is huge in that industry, folks. Now, through his varied experiences, he's been successful mentoring and creating profitable business models and actionable processes for other businesses, both large and small. Mike's goal is to dig deep and find a company's sweet spot through his management, operations, sales, marketing, goal-setting, communication, and personal coaching skills. Mike can teach you how to market your business to obtain substantial results, how to take the lead, build a great team, and how to stay motivated and focused. He's been busy mentoring and creating business success stories for others for years, and now Mike is really known 
creating a huge tsunami known in, in the industry known as a CEO warrior. Michael providing coaching and mentoring to businesses even outside of uh, outside of the service-based industry. So, Mike, I don't know. That, that's quite a build-up. I'm, you're going to have to really deliver some goods here, buddy. How you doing? Good. Glad to be here, Tim, and, and I definitely will do my best. <laughs> it's funny when you, because I do a lot of interviews like you. It's funny when you hear that 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 write up an interview that you're fully well aware of, but you hear somebody else who is like, Jesus, I better I better deliver the goods. But you know, you're somebody who has just, man, you have really torn it up in the world of uh, you know building your 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 business, and then as as happens for a lot of folks, people like, man, what are you doing? How are you doing it? And and you started your uh, your your warrior program, and I got to tell you, you know. A very short period of time. I don't know. Has it been like two? Has it been two years, or or, or just barely two years since you started? Yeah, it's just we're just going into about two and a half years right now with that uh, that company. And what's fun for me to watch and um, is how many people you're putting into the program. But not only that, I'm, I'm you know as a coach myself, and it's so fun when you get to see and help other people. Then you get to see how their business grows as a result of working with you. And I mean, you've got some amazing success stories of people that are you know in your industry of um, I think for the most part plumbers, HVAC electricians. People like you who started with one truck and you're out there busting hump for 10, 12 hours a day doing, you know, doing estimates, going home, doing paperwork and getting up and doing it all again. And you're really showing people how to build real businesses so you can actually uh, enjoy some of the success. Yeah, and I think that's what happens today. I think, um, you know, it's so easy to get into the grind of things that very fast you learn not to enjoy it if you don't figure it out and what you thought was going to be a a great business and you had this vision in your mind becomes this glorified job if if not a nightmare of a job yeah now i want everybody to know um you know i'm interviewing mike like i do a lot of my guests i i know them so some of the questions i already know the answers to so this is for your benefit as you're listening um uh, some time ago i probably almost close to a year ago i had the pleasure of interviewing Mike, doing an extended interview for a program uh, that Mike has called the Nine Pillars of Business Mastery. And um, while we do have much uh, more limited time on our on our uh, podcast today, I would love to, uh, Mike, if I can delve into a couple of those um, a couple of those topics, and then if people want to know more, I'll, you can certainly uh, direct them where to get that. But w- would that be okay if we discuss some of the nine pillars? Yeah, definitely. So pillar one is mindset, and you know you're a guy who really figured it out. And not that we ever get to the place where we tick off the box and we're done, but you've really mastered mindset in a big way in your own business and life, and and kind of the balance and things like that. So how how have you found it? Well, first of all, let's talk a little bit about that pillar, and I'd love it if you could talk a little bit about how you actually share that and, and impart your experience with uh, some of your boot camps. Yeah, well, I mean, the only reason I can relate to mindset, Jim, is because, you know, I went on a quest to try to figure out my own mind. Like, why did I make the decisions I made? Why did I choose to start a business? Why did I choose to stay stay stuck in the business and not make change? And it was just at the point where I was finally ready to just give it all up, and I was having my first child and I came to the realization that I was going to be just like my dad, an extremely hard worker, but never 
never home to spend time with the family. And so I just started studying the brain and really trying to figure out what, what is going on here. And quickly I learned that my brain was doing exactly what I would tell it over and over. So if I got up in the morning and I said, you know, my employees are going to be horrible today and it's impossible to find great people. And when you tell yourself anything over and over, I mean, if you tell yourself today is going to be horrible, today is going to be horrible, today is going to be horrible, what makes anybody think their brain is going to turn around and go, wait a minute, what if that's not true? Your brain doesn't do it. It just says, oh, okay, well, I guess you see this as truth. Well, I guess you're right. It will just be a horrible day. And what I learned is the number one problem with trying to help people go to the next level is so many people, and Jim, you've been in this for such a long time, they're looking for programs. They're looking for things. They're looking for what they think is more skill sets. Like I need more wisdom, more knowledge. But the reality is until you have your mindset aligned, prepared, and convinced that change can happen and change will be easy, right, then and only then are you ready to consume more information. It's funny, and, and I was just talking to someone before, um, actually it was yesterday, and they said, you know, I don't have a lot of money to grow a business, so it's going to be very difficult. And I'm like, well, I mean, what if that's not true at all? There's been a guy that made a million dollars by starting out by selling a red paper clip, and there's 14-year-old kids that have built million dollars. They're millionaires already. They're 14 years old. I just seen a post on Facebook, 12 kids under the age of, I think, 16 that are all making millions of dollars. And these kids started with nothing. So I learned once you identify the mindset you have, good or bad, then you stand the ultimate chance to win. You know, Mike, a lot of times I'll read or, or hear people and they'll say, you know, well, somebody say, well, how do you determine – uh, the propensity for somebody to have success. And I've heard people say, well, you know, you you take like a mixing bowl and you put in your skill, your talent, your drive, your work ethic, your ambition, your moral compass, and your mindset, and you put all that together, and that's going to really, you know, people can look at that and determine how successful you're going to be. And I've kind of never bought into that. Well, I did for a little while, but um, then when I kind of get into what I'm doing now, I really start understanding mindset. And so what I think is you, you take your skill, your talent, your drive, your ambition, your work ethic, your moral compass, and I think it, all that mixed together makes up the, the machine that is your business. And what fuels the machine is the is the mindset, right? So have you found, because you've run like, I mean, literally hundreds of people through your program now, do you find that you'll have people come in there that, from a skill set level, whether again, whether they're a you know an electrician or just providing a service of any kind, maybe they're even just the owner of the business, and that skill set is one thing. But do you find like once you fix or tweak or adjust certain mindsets, it's almost like boom, it's like everything starts exploding? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we spend the number one four day of what I call my Warrior Fast Track Academy. That first day. I can't move forward until I create what I call the paradigm shift. And when you see the shift happen, it's almost like their eyes get brighter, they sit up different, they're breathing different. Because I think like in life, Jim, it's, it's you know, as you get sometimes beaten up and you have bad experiences and, and you might, you know, fail some a little bit, you have two choices with all experiences in life. You could either 
become disempowered where you're just pulling away from power and you get weak and, you know, you slump over, or you can use any experience, good or bad, and create greater levels of power or empowerment. And I found out when I make that shift, it's almost like they're born, like they've been dead. I tell people, uh, my wife doesn't watch The Walking Dead, but um, I love that show and I watch it with my two kids. And I said to my wife, I don't think you don't like watching it because it's gory. I think you don't like watching it is because every day in real life, you see humans that are walking dead because they're so beaten up, they just don't know how to get out of their own mindset way. Does that make sense? It really does. How did you – did you figure that out? I know because you – as I read, you were into martial arts even in your teens. I mean, and I know that's a that's really a phenomenal thing for, for getting your mind and your confidence right. Was that – do you think that's where a lot of your confidence came from? Or, you know, I'm thinking about – I'm wondering about your early years in business. Did you have like this big success mindset or has it developed recently? Well, you know, I'm training martial arts full-time since I'm 14. I dabbled in it a little bit before then. I'm 45 now, so I got 31 years in the martial arts. And I would say the martial arts taught me a lot of focus, a lot of discipline, and not to stop. Because, you know, back when I started training, it was very, like, old-school martial arts where your instructor would get a point across by delivering some kind of pain just to show you who was the instructor in the room, and that's just how they did it. Today it's changed a little bit, and probably for a good reason, because I don't think the right thing is everybody has to get punched in the face to learn something. But I would say that's the initial start is learning first, can you really focus on things, and then second, discipline. What I didn't know what was going to happen and really what made the big shift, and I think it happens in a lot of people. You hear people that have a life-threatening experience or all of a sudden they get a terminal illness or, you know, they lose a limb or something. And all of a sudden it's like, I am now going to make a change because there's so much leverage of some kind. And, and when I was having my son, I just remember having that, that was the first massive leverage saying, wait a minute, am I going to be the dad I'm just going to be? Or do I have a definition in my mind of the dad I want to become? So I think um, it was really – it's almost like just the paradigm shift that people get in my event. I created my own paradigm shift by what I call um, future thinking. I mean future thinking can be really painful. If you just sat there right now and said, if I keep eating the way I'm eating and I keep my health the way it's going now, and let's say I'm not really healthy, and I look out five years – how will I be? Well, I'll be out of breath. I'll be older. I'm, I might come down with a disease. And then when you go out 10 years and 20 years and look at what the future looks like if you keep doing these bad things, the pain, Jim, is sometimes so hard to bear that you're forced to make a decision. And, and that's where I was, and that's probably the biggest shift that happened for me. Hmm, that's awesome. Uh, uh, Pillar 5, just because of the clock here, I know we're not going to get the whole – Pillar 5 is called critical alignment. Talk a little bit about that, if you would. Yeah, so one thing I would say is it's hard – let's just use a family dynamic because I believe these nine pillars apply to not only business. They apply to families. They apply to everything. And, you know, I'm with my wife. To, actually, this is going to be our 30th year t together, and – it's interesting because, you know, any time we've had an argument, it comes down to one thing. We weren't aligned. 
and probably we weren't aligned because I wasn't really clear. It's like, you know, she uh, she says, what do you got, you know, what, what are you going to be doing this weekend? I'm like, well, I'm going to work on a project. Well, working on a project's not really clear. That didn't say I was going to start 8 o'clock in the morning and finish at 12 o'clock at night. So she's like, it's dinner time. Are we eating dinner? And I'm like, no, I told you I'm working on a project. You see, there was no alignment between us, and I think – um, the relationship's a great example to use because I think the reason why a lot of relationships struggle is because of lack of alignment. Now we say you cannot have alignment unless you have clarity, real clarity on this is what I'm going to do, when I'm going to do it, so we have a clear conversation. The last part I say about alignment, Jim, is without being very clear, and if you think about your business, if I tell my employee – um, something to do, and I'm not laser clear on all my expectations. We don't have alignment. We both understand. Well, I can never have accountability. I can never hold somebody accountable to an outcome. So I think alignment is just such a missing piece today in communication in general. How does that work with um... – I love the fact that you brought in like the home life. How does that work with somebody who who may have a staff, whether it's three or five people, or maybe they got twenty or fifty people on their team? Critical alignment. I'm, I'm assuming the answer is yes. It has to work from top to bottom and throughout inner departments and things like that. I mean, you you've got a pretty big um, team at uh, Gold Medal. How does how do you use critical alignment in your core business? Yeah, and that's an amazing question, Jim, because what I've learned now that we're up to 170 employees and hiring every day is that with alignment, the number one easiest example to think about with alignment, especially when I'm working with companies, I say, look, if I go out anywhere in your company, even the person that walks the mail through your company or makes photocopies, and I ask them, what is our target this year? What is our revenue target? I will tell you that 98% of the companies that I ask this, Jim, they say, well, I never told my employees. And I'm like, how could you want everybody to row in the same direction, but they don't know the destination? They don't know that you want to make a million dollars or $2 million. Like, how will they know to speed up or, or, or course correct? And I think that's a great example because at the end of the day, look, um, you want profit, which is definitely number one, and then growth and expansion, number two. And if you are not don't have alignment around, it's like going in your car, closing your eyes, pushing buttons on the GPS. You will end up somewhere. You just probably won't end up where you wanted to go. Yeah, I totally get that. Way back in my retail days, um, I had a challenge. Uh, the company I were I ran I ran a bike store in my early twenties, and um, I said, "Man, we got to expand. We got to expand." And the owner, we were doing like I was just under four hundred thousand dollars, and um, the owner said, "Jim, if you get this business to a million dollars, we'll start opening other stores." He never, in his wildest dreams, thought it would happen. Right? The average bike shop did like four hundred thousand dollars or so, so we we're right there in the average. And um, so I did it, and I did it in three years. And one of the ways I did it is I, I just like you, I shared the goal. In fact, not only did I share what the monthly goal is, because seasonal business, it changed, right? So I knew what the monthly goal was, but we knew what the weekly goal. And every day we came into work, we looked at it. I had it on the in the office.
this and said, look, at this is what we need. Now, back in those days, we were closed Sundays, and I, Saturday was a big day. I said, listen, we got to do 3200 bucks today. We better hit it. You know? But everybody knew, and everybody bought into it. And, of course, I had a nice little you know, um, compensation program for it, too. But getting everybody on board, I remember the owner was freaking out. How you can't? Everybody knows what we're making. I said, yeah, well, look what we're doing. <laughs> you know, The proof is in the pudding. And, and we, we grew like 35% a year, three years in a row, and, and we hit the million-dollar mark. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and and that's a great example of the power of creating alignment and how you help them stay aligned with the common mission. I mean, everybody has to – I always say a couple things in my own company. First, everybody's got to be in the game. And second, everybody's got to be playing the same game. You can't all be in the game and one's playing baseball, one's playing football and we want to win the golf championship like it just doesn't work that way yeah um i'm down to about five minutes but i want to ask you can you touch on accountability how much does that play into you know a company big small or otherwise how much does accountability and and holding everybody accountable how 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 big of a deal is that mike well it's huge because i you know you have to have first um, it sounds easy, but most cultures in any company, I don't care if you only have one employee or 500 employees, if you don't have your own personal set of accountability and you don't have accountability culture, it's normally a culture of where people are pointing the fingers or we just settle for average. And accountability is creating a culture and a mindset inside of a company that average is not acceptable. And when you're accountable, it's like anything else. First, if we all know we're aligned with the common mission, well, then we have to be accountable to all doing our part. And if you tie the pieces together, Jim, well, in order for us all to be accountable to our part, I need clarity around what do you expect from me, when do you expect it from me, and how will I know if I'm winning or losing? And I think when any, when you don't have these type of conversations in a company, it's easy for people to think we're doing good and we're losing. And um, I make sure as part of our hiring process that we hire people that love to be held accountable to delivering the very best them and the very best performance every day. You know, a lot of people, if you look at uh, different companies and you, you do surveys, and things, everybody says, I need more communication or we need more communication. That really, I mean, you, I believe you could interchange the word communication with accountability. Because like you just said, people want to know, how am I doing, good, bad, or otherwise? What do I need to do differently? I mean, that really is communication. I think communication, I guess, is the tool to uh, to have better accountability. Do you agree with that? Yeah, it's so funny you say that because if I do one more company survey and get communication again, I think I'll like chop <laughs> my head off because I am telling you, and, and my, my service business is 22 years uh, old now, um, and I'll tell you that I can't, I can't even think of a time, Jim, that we've done a survey that it hasn't come up. And the funniest thing is, I believe, but they're anonymous surveys, I believe the people who say no, there's not enough communication are the worst communicators. Yeah. Because yeah, that's their mindset, right? So, you know. Yeah, and it, I mean, it, it doesn't mean that we don't keep trying to improve it and put in methods to communicate and and I find out that communication, Jim, when they're saying there's bad communication, it's really what I think they're saying is there's not enough clarity between themselves or their departments, and there's not enough alignment. 
Yeah, good one. Well, Mike, this this I mean, my show, man. I I love I love uh, talking with people like you. The half hour goes by so darn quickly. Uh, we only touched on like three, and we just barely skated. Can I ask you a favor? Would you come back? I'm looking at my schedule. Come back maybe the, around May or so, and we can touch on a few more of these pillars. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be honored to, Jim. That'd be awesome. Thank you. I'll I'll get with your uh, your assistant. And we'll get that scheduled out. But I'm sure people are wanting to know um, how do they find out more about you. They probably want to dig into your uh, your company and your uh, warrior program. So give us give us a couple uh, websites if you would. Yeah, the best way to find me is go to ceowarrior.com. That's ceowarrior.com, and and in CEO Warrior you'll find access to different books and products and be able to get connected with me on all the different social media platforms, and you'll find out when I hold my different Warrior Fast Track uh, Academy events. And those are uh, those are pretty high-powered. I mean, people come out of there dog-tired but pumped up, motivated, and those those that that is quite an energetic event you hold. Yes, it is, and, and I always tell people, only come if you're ready ready to change and ready to change for the better. Yeah, and the other one one last thing here, but I know you do something which which I greatly respect is that you at the end of the day, and I don't know whether you end on Friday Saturday, but on the last day for for your events, you make a promise to the people you're you're going to stay there until they get what, what is your thing you until you get the change you want or until your plan is ready. I mean, you actually like you're totally invested in the people that come to your events. Well, I have two big promises, Jim. At the end of the first day, which normally ends about 10 o'clock at night, I promise them that I'll show them how to save a million dollars or make a million dollars and change their life unlike anything they ever attended, or I'll give their total investment back along with airfare, their hotel room, and any crappy food they ate at the airport. The last thing is they do not leave on the last day until they have a proven map that they share with me or someone on my team, eyeball to eyeball, and we agree that we could take that plan back to their company and change the game. And if they don't, if they show us something and we don't believe it, I tell them I will stay through the night and through the entire weekend, and I promise they will get tired before I do. And so everybody that's listening, I want you to take note, people that want to be a coach, people that want to do live events and things like that, it's not about the fancy marketing. It's not about big promises. It's about over-delivering value and probably the whole – I mean, I'm loving the whole interview, but I'm telling you what, the last 30, 40 seconds or so were gold. So listen to it five times and figure it out. Mike, I'm now going over. Thank you very much, Mike. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you, Jim. Hey, folks, that wraps up this very special and just almost slightly extended episode of Stick Like Glue Radio with serial entrepreneur and rock star business coach Mike Igliero. Stick Like Glue is the only podcast dedicated to helping you create an everlasting bond with your customers so they stay longer, spend more, refer more. I'm Jim Palmer, the dream business coach. As always, I'm committed to helping you build a more profitable business faster. Until this week, until this time next week, another great episode of Stick Like Glue Radio. You take good care. You've been listening to Stick Like Glue Radio, the only podcast dedicated to helping you create an everlasting bond with your customers so they stay longer, spend more, and refer more. Stick Like Glue Radio features Jim Palmer's unique brand of smart marketing and business building advice for action-oriented entrepreneurs. To make sure you don't miss a single profit-boosting show, subscribe to this podcast at iTunes and www.getjimpalmer.com. To learn more about Jim's Dream Business Coaching and Mastermind program, visit www.dreambizcoaching.com. That's www.dreambizcoaching.com. 
If you know other entrepreneurs looking for the fastest way to hire profits in their business, please tell them about the Stick Like Glue radio podcast. Now, go and implement what you've learned and boost your profits. See you next week for more Stick Like Glue radio.